0: This is a Squeeze podcast, where your shortcut to being informed. Good morning. I'm Kate Watson, and I'm Claire Kimball. It's Monday, the twenty fifth of October. In your Squeeze today, a shot gone wrong, agreeing to a climate target, the latest on the disappearance of Cleo Smith, and a good day for pasta. This is your Squeeze today. We're going to start today, Claire, with news that broke on Friday afternoon, but that's been building over the weekend, and that's that Alec Baldwin on the set of a movie has shot a prop gun,
1: killed a crew member and injured another. Let's start with what we know about what actually happened. So what reports say is that they were rehearsing a difficult scene that had some tricky angles to it and cinematographer Helena Hutchins and the director Joel Souza were in a position that when Alec Baldwin fired a gun, it had a live round and they were hit. Uh, Reports say that Baldwin was told that it was cold, which is an industry term meaning that the weapon was not loaded, but clearly it was and there are lots Lots of investigations now as to how that was to happen. Where reports this morning say is there's one guy particularly uh, under investigation, that's Assistant Director Dave Halls. He is someone who is said to be known to be quite cavalier about safety, uh, but lots of investigations to go. Hutchins is the crew member who did lose her life. Bourbon tweeted, there are no words to
0: convey my shock and sadness regarding the tragic incident. It's worth noting that the family of Hutchins are not holding Alec Baldwin responsible. Claire, as you touched on across the weekend, there's been a lot more said about the set and the environment. For example, there are reports that gun safety was raised in the days preceding the accident.
1: Yeah, and there was apparently an incident where a couple of rounds were fired from a gun that was also declared to be cold. That was done by Baldwin's stunt double. Uh, Also in the few hours before that incident, uh, a camera crew walked off set protesting poor working conditions and safety concerns. So clearly there was quite a bit going on there. There's
0: still a lot that's unknown at the moment, though, like what sort of gun was used, the ammunition that was involved, who loaded the weapon and why protocols for preventing accidents like this were or weren't followed. To federal politics now and how about it, Claire? The Nationals look to have agreed to the target of net zero emissions by 2050. This is a big move for the party after years of resistance. It also means they're in line with their coalition partner, the Liberals. No doubt, though, this
1: hasn't been done without some wheeling and dealing. Fair bit of wheeling and dealing, days of it, Uh, although, of course, reports obviously point to months and years uh, of discussions about this very issue. It hasn't just been in the last week that it's been in focus. But certainly when we get to where Glasgow is taking off in the next few days, a position had to be found. Uh, The Nats have agreed to that target, as you say, net zero emissions by 2050. Reports this morning also say that there's a substantially upgrade projection for emission cuts by 2030 but that won't be a formal or official commitment that will just be something that is put on the table as something to aim for Uh, and here we go it looks like there will be some climate action but of course action speaks louder than words and that's what plenty of people want to see. Yeah, we don't know exactly what deal's been done as yet,
0: but I'm sure we'll find out bits and pieces across the next few days. That global COP26 summit, Glasgow, as you refer to it, is only a matter of days away. And what happens now is cabinet meets to formally agree on the plan. Morrison will then take that plan to the summit as formal government policy at the end of the week to Victoria now, where it looks like 80% of those aged over 16 will be vaccinated by Friday. So things start to open up a bit more. And once the state hits 90%, most freedoms will be returned to those who are vaccinated, only those who are vaccinated.
1: It's an incredible thing, isn't it, that Victoria and Melbourne particularly has gone from the most lockdown city in the world to basically having a lot of freedoms that plenty others in the world don't have. What happens now is what he calls the vaccinated economy. Pretty much anyone who is vaccinated can get about their lives. They can go to work. They can socialise. The vaccinated economy is what Daniel Andrews calls it. Basically, those who do have uh, a vaccination under their belt will be able to get about their lives and it's a situation that Premier Andrews says will probably remain in place until next year.
0: That differs from New South Wales where from December those who aren't vaccinated will largely be allowed the same freedoms as those who are. To the latest on the disappearance of four-year-old Cleo Smith-Claire, she was last seen in the early hours of Saturday the 16th of October when she woke up in her family's tent at that blowholes campsite north of Carnarvon in Western Australia. So well
1: over a week ago now, where are police at? Police say that they want to speak to the driver and any passengers of a car that was seen turning out of that campsite at about 3am on that Saturday morning. They're not pointing any fingers at the moment, but they just say that they want to establish who they were and what they were doing. They don't have the make of that car, they don't have the colour, but they do want people to come forward if they know anything about that. Uh, Also, we learned on the weekend that a search for fingerprints and other evidence outside the family's home in Carnarvon was launched. They say that that's not something that they're particularly concerned about. It's part of the investigation that they have to rule out whether someone was looking into the family home and keeping tabs on them. As we mentioned on Friday,
0: it was announced last week that the Western Australian government is offering a $1 million reward to anyone who has information that will help authorities find the little girl. Let's talk about the Matildas now, Claire. That's our women's football team. They've been leading Sporting News for the wrong reasons of late, and that's because some former players have raised issues with the culture of football Australia, specifically the women's program, during their careers. It's something that's currently being investigated, so there's been all that going on. And in the lead-up to their first game on home soil in nearly two years, it was against Brazil, and they had a win.
1: It was a great match. It was a really tough one. It was meant to be a friendly against Brazil. There were plenty of times where it didn't look particularly friendly, but the (laughs) Matildas prevailed three to one. Um, Also, incredible to think that those women haven't really been in Australia for almost two years. If they were pursuing their soccer careers, they had to do it outside of Australia. Uh, So to be able to play a game at home was really quite an emotional thing. Let's see if they do it all again tomorrow night. Same opponents, same venue.
0: Also, winners this weekend were our men's cricket team, their first match of the T20 World Cup against South Africa in Abu Dhabi. They were victorious, but it's the seating arrangement for some fans that has everyone talking, Claire.
1: There are plenty of people who like a white picket fence. Uh, That's something that they aspire to. But to go to the cricket, get in their little family pen that's a white picket fence around them, good for toddlers. Like You've got one of those, Kate. I imagine that you can just let them go and away you go, a nice family day. Yeah, basically this is all about maintaining social distancing,
0: but what it meant was there were lots of jokes about spectators looking like little clusters of sheep. And as you say, Shane Watson pointed out that if you were bringing your toddler to a match, you can kick back, relax, because they're totally caged in. Sounds like genius to me. (laughs) Squeeze the day, Claire, and for plenty of parents, kids and teachers in New South Wales, this is the day they've been waiting for. All New South Wales school kids return to -to face-to-face learning
1: today. What a long slog that has been. Well done to all the kids and parents who yeah. have got through that. It's been months in the making, so well done. Uh, for me, if I haven't convinced people that we're definitely carb positive on <laughs> <laughs> here at The Squeeze, it's well past today, so get on board. What's your go-to Pasta. Oh, look, I'll, I, to be honest, I'm just one of those people who actually has pasta just for the pasta, not for the sauces, so I can take it pretty dry, really. Just a bit of olive oil, a bit of garlic, oh, done. Look, anything, really. I'm quite happy just with
0: pasta. <laughs> yeah, same, pretty simple. Thanks, as always, for tuning in to the Squiz Today podcast. Thanks for telling people about it as well. We know plenty of you get around it and do that for us. So a huge thanks from us. Enjoy your Monday. We'll be back tomorrow. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super.